<laughs> hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of He Said, She Said. It's your girl, Chrissy J. And as you can see, my hat says, I'm hella fine. If you agree, send me a bottle of wine. But here to my right, here to my right, we got my guy, Quentin. Oh, man. AKA nephew Q. Hey, man. And to my left, my Asian brother, Jarvis, AKA JT. And y'all, come on. This, seriously. So today, I'm not sure if you guys are aware. Actually, I wasn't until recently. This month is. Financial literacy month, mm-hmm. right? Right, 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 right. We right, all need to know right, about money. Right. You need to get your, you not know. just how to spend it, but how to save it mm-hmm. and how to make more of it. Man, this right. Guy, I need to know this. Okay, all of that. So today, I want to welcome a special guest. Actually, the first one would be one of my best friends' sons from the West Coast, California. West side is the best West- side. <laughs> <laughs> so his name is Jeffrey. He's a 19-year-old from Los Angeles, California. Um, he's a graduating class of 2020 from El Camino Real High Charter High School. Um, he attends Los Angeles Valley College. He chose the career path to make a positive impact on the young generation by teaching them how to play chess with their money, not checkers. Okay, Jeffrey. Okay, Jeffrey. Okay, Jeffrey. Okay. Then, on top of that. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if you was going to do both at the same nah, time. I got, bring Mr. Jeffrey on in the building. Thank you so much. <laughs> nice to have you, Jeffrey. And then cool. next up, we have his mentor, Don McLemore, which is a wealth strategist based out of L.A. He's also been educating business and families across the country for seven years. Mm. Uh, Don is passionate about getting the community access to Wall Street. Why not? What's this? I'm sorry. I can't even read. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Y'all, excuse me. Lord bless it. <laughs> <laughs> Typo. When not working, he's exploring new foods and enjoyable favorite sporting activities. So let's bring to the stage without further ado, Mr. Don McLemore. And Mr. Don, uh, sorry about to mess up on the introduction, sir. So just a little typo in the intro. But thanks for coming no on the show worries. today. Good afternoon. I'm going today or good evening. Appreciate you, guys. Appreciate you. Yes, it's, it's evening over this way. Y'all in the afternoon time, right? Yeah, we're 3 o'clock over here. We ain't got in our traffic hour yet. You know how L.A. works. <laughs> All right, so yeah, everybody who's tuned in, as y'all can tell, they're from the West Coast, they're in LA right now. So we want to talk about some financial literacy. Um, everybody who's tuning in right now and are listening wherever you at, get your kids, bring your kids closer because this is a conversation that they might want to need to hear as well as yourself as an adult. So y'all can have these conversations w- between yourselves after the show about how maybe y'all can start to save money and you can prepare your young one for the future. So anyways, let's get on into this thing. Mr. Jeffrey, tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. Thank you. Um, you know, as you know, I'm 19. fresh out of high school. Um, really striving to be better. You know, I'm always looking for the next new thing, the next best thing. And I found this passion by chance because I was looking for a way to make money, but doing a positive thing in life, you know, uh, contributing to the world, not taking away from it. So definitely I'm trying to help the younger generation because my generation, as you know, we kind of not there, you know, we, we was kind of eating Tide Pods and stuff. And, you know, that was a little bit of harsh, but I'm trying to make a positive impact, teach people about how to make money work for themselves and how the money game works. That's pretty much about me. Man, I, I was, you said you're 19, right? Yes, sir. I wish I was at your spot. Man, don't call me sir, man. I ain't that old, bro. <laughs> <laughs> man, I understand, man. Man, you just call me cute for the sake of the show, man. But 
19, I wish I had that mentality that you got, man. I, I really do wish I had that at such a young age. And you already sound like a very intelligent young man. You, he I'm is. A, man, I need to get you handle my finances. But anyways. <laughs> but, I'm sorry. In all fairness, you know, his dad is in the financial world as well. right? Oh, okay. So that could be a part of, you know, what helps him to lead him to where. Uh, okay. It makes sense. Yeah, that family. It makes sense. Okay. Learn how to give money, make money. All right. Mr. Don, how you doing over there, man? I'm pretty good. Can you guys see me? Yeah, we yeah. Can. We can see you. You Gucci. Okay, cool. All right, cool. So how we doing? Oh man, we all right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Don. Okay. Um, like I said, you know, I'm not I'm not too old. Like, yeah, Jeffrey be calling me sir too. I'll be like, come on, man. It's like <laughs> I know <laughs> that. <laughs> I was like, I still got a two next to my name. So it's like, but yeah, I, you know, I've been in the financial industry for a little bit now. I'm, I'm from St. Louis, uh, from LA. Parents are from St. Louis, New Orleans. So I got that mid folk uh culture in me. Uh my main mention is more so is I got an industry after seeing what happened to my parents in 08 um, and with a lot of my friends and everybody, probably you guys as well, seeing what happened. Um, our community got hit exponentially really bad. So I just wanted to take the private information that's been withheld from us and bring it to the public. Um, college athlete playing baseball. So I'm, I'm like, like anomaly. It's like, all right, this guy is the baseball guy that does finance and he also is a brother. So it's just completely different. So I just want to make an impact, give people knowledge so they can get cues to the game. So instead of playing Monopoly on a board game, we're actually playing Monopoly in real life. Oh, oh man, I yeah. like that. Yeah, they dropped oh, okay. bars for tonight. Real, you know, <laughs> no, what he just said is the thing. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. we play Monopoly with our kids, right, all right. the time. And in Monopoly, we teach them to pay taxes. We buy property. How come we don't do that in real life? How come we ain't teaching our kids that in real life instead of just the game? No, that's actually a good point. Seriously. I think I think part of it might be the fact that we, we look at situations and, and as parents, like we want to control all that situation. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We want to control every situation when it comes to our kids with finances, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to as opposed to letting them learn, you know. And I mean, and sometimes, you know, you're going to let your kids fall flat on their face. Of course. You know what I'm saying? And then some, you know, some parents protect their kids and no, I don't want you working. You know what I'm saying? When what I think here in Kentucky, you could work at 14, 15, mm -hmm. you know, so, so, you know, something like that. And then even when they get their money, you know, they not, you know, it, it may help to be like, all right, cool. When you get paid, I need $20 on the phone bill. Yeah. Okay, or I need yeah. $20 on the electric bill because you're using $20 worth of electric every month. You know right. What I'm or when you give them allowance. Okay, this is your allowance, but I'm taking out X amount of dollars for taxes. Yeah. Teach them young so they know. But anyway, that's just my life. Nah, that's, that's, that's great y'all say that because uh, I actually was just talking to my daughter's mom. She just turned 12, right? Mm -hmm. So I just found out that through my bank, you can open up a kid's debit account. Yeah. And you don't have, you they won't charge you anything except for your monthly fees or whatever. And I was talking to her mom. I was like, you know, she's 12 now. I think it's about time we start teaching her financial responsibility. Mm -hmm. Do you think we should go ahead and open up this kid's debit account? And she was like, yeah, it's like, you know, put some money in there to start her off with. But then she needs to learn about, OK, how much I have versus how much I can spend and this, that and the third. So I think this conversation is great for myself. And actually, my daughter is watching right now. So maybe she can pick up a thing or two. Shout as, out so man y'all got any questions can i give you guys a couple of clues if you guys go ahead you guys you give your audience a lot a lot of nuggets right there so unfortunately in our community we look at our kids as transactional and i think for us to move forward to start being generational wealth for our for because for our kids as we get become teenagers 
and again in college we we want to move out because the relationship with our parents becomes more of a instead of a parenting and loving child relationship it becomes landlord and renter well if you're going to live in my house you got to pay rent instead of saying hey if you live in this house you're going to pay rent but you're going to put it in an account i want you to start learning about credit i want you to start looking into real estate so while you're here you're not just going to you know pay me all these bills but i want you to get the habit of good financials so when you leave this house you are in a good position and then for yeah. you uh Quentin, when you talk about opening a debit account also discuss what uh i don't know was you said the mom or was it your wife it was with the mom with the mom so something a cheat code that we can that can take if, if parents are responsible with their own credit i know we have the the funny uh stereotype that we put the, our utility bills are a kid's name so we don't get bill collectors but if, <laughs> if you have good credit if you were to manage your credit, what you guys can do to cheat code is you can add your kids as authorized users on your yeah. credit card. So when they get to 18, they've borrowed all the good credit uh, from you guys, the history, the accounts and stuff came on time. They can leave the home with a higher credit score. So they're not taking advantage when they apply for those loans. They're not taking advantage when they go get that car. They're at a 700 or above credit score. So I just wanted to piggyback on the two nugs you guys dropped at the audience right there. No, for real. Man, that's why I'm, I'm writing this down, man. Don't even worry about it. Go ahead, talk. <laughs> we have plans. Well, you know, like we have plans of, uh, you know, when when the kids turn like about 15, then we give mm -hmm. them about three, three years of like, you know, throwing them on as authorized users mm -hmm. uh, to give them good credit history. Because, um, like, I tell you one thing, man. My 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 older brother is a junior, so um, he he benefited from my from my dad uh you know not even intentionally they somehow got their names mixed up so some of my dad's stuff would show up on my brother's credit and it mm. actually helped him. it actually helped him mm. some way and i don't know how how it got mixed up with uh you know like with not having the socials linked to it but somehow it got it got mixed up that way so some of my dad's accounts ended up on my brother's and it actually helped him so, you know, that was a super benefit. But one of the questions I have for you, Don, is um, uh, on the uh, bio that that was given to us, it's, it, it states right. here, and, you know, I just kind of wanted you to kind of explain to the people. Uh, it says that you're a wealth strategist. Can you kind of break that down for people so people know exactly what a what a wealth strategist is? Quite. So a wealth strategist is more so what my, my role is more so one, educating people all the rules of how money works first. Typically when people sit down with someone or industry, they first thing they, they ask you how much money you have or don't have. And that based off the answer you give you, determines if they help you. We don't do that as a company. So what we wanna do is we wanna help people learn the real rules and the full access of everything your money should be and can be doing for you. So we help you accumulate the wealth, we help you distribute the wealth, and then we also help you transfer that to the next generation. So we go over conversations and strategies to make sure those are done the correct way with as minimal Uncle Sam handout as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so so Jeffrey, man, um, talk to us a little about, uh, about what actually motivates you. I know, you, of course, money is the, the motivation factor behind it all, man. But, you know, speak to us a little bit, man, about, you know, what personally motivates you personally motivates me to do what I do is definitely help my parents. Cause as you guys know, my dad, he already does finances. My mother, she graduated from Purdue. Uh, she's an engineer. 
They're well off, very well off. But when I got into this business, I found out they didn't even know certain things I was learning. And it was a shocker to me because, hey, my parents are the six, six, uh, six figure earners in that household, but they don't even know the certain retirement things that are going on in here. Right. And definitely when 2008 hit, when I was a kid, I firsthand saw how it affected my family. We lost our house. We ended up having to move to the West Coast because everything fell off. Parents divorced and all everything hit. But it was because of money. And I knew it was because of money because it was fighting all the time. And it was always money in the conversations. Well, I knew at that point money was a problem and I wanted to solve it the best way I could, even if it's helping my mom with a student debt or helping them get on track with their uh, their retirement or helping my own family out who's in the West Coast, Indiana, uh, I'm sorry, the East Coast, Indiana parts and some up here in the San Francisco areas. They don't even know the right plans and the track they should be taking. So that right there is my motivation, help my family. But also a big motivation is my peers because growing up in Los Angeles, it's the city of flaunting. Everybody buys before they save. Everybody spends. Everybody wants that Gucci watch, that Gucci belt, or that Louis Vuitton <laughs> purse. But how many people are really saving up their money and putting it towards their future? Because I noticed in my experience, people think about now and won't think about later. When later comes, it's already too late. So mm. if I can fix that now and install it into people's heads and get them to listen to me, that right there is I'm winning. And that's my motivation. Come on, Jeffrey. Go on, pass around the collection plate. Give me that cash app because I'm proud of you. I'm about to send you some cash app for real. Like, I'm proud of you, Jeffrey. Like, I've known Jeffrey since he was seven or eight. Mm -hmm. So to see him now and just to listen and even him just being, you know, under Don at the, you know, small sum he has been with him, like, I'm proud. Like, I feel like it's like my nephew talking like. I'm proud. I just met him. Listen, <laughs> I listen, just met my dad. Listen, outside of, you know, like he said, outside of the income that his uh, parents make, like mm -hmm. he comes from a good family, period. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And there's a lot of kids that come from that, but they don't always follow in those footsteps. Gotcha. You know, so for him to be able to see what they're doing and want to move forward. And like he said, I seen a problem at a young age and I wanted to solve it because it's not about what you make. It's what you what you save. Like mm -hmm. you can make Ten thousand dollars, but if you only save five hundred, what difference does it make? Like you not, are you rich or what? Are you rich or what? No, I'm just saying. I'm just no for real. Are you, are you rich? People think it's about what you make. It's really not about what you make, or is it? Tell me, Don. It's not about what you make. It's about what you save. But then also too, it's not about what you're saving and what you're investing. investing. How much money is working for you? So exactly. at the end of the day, so. Everyone talks about, oh, are you getting the bag and getting the bag? It's like, yeah, but I'm going to remix it for you and I'll upgrade it for you. It's not about getting the bag. It's are you getting a sleeping bag? When you wake up from sleeping, did your bag make money while you were sleeping? So how many sleeping bags do you got working for you on a daily basis? I'm about to put that on the shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I ain't got, I'm barely getting money while I'm awake, man. I need money, to get some sleeping bag money, man. But uh, let, let me ask y'all guys one of these questions from one of our viewers. This is Terry Dunford. He says, uh, how important is it for our people to invest and learn about crypto? Great question. Okay. So that's a hot topic right now. Everybody and their mama has been asking me that for the last 60 days. So this is what I'm going to say. No, for real. So the technology is the future. So right now, so technology, so learn about it. Do your research. Don't don't follow the hype right now because everybody's talking about it. When you hear a lot of noise about it, that means either you haven't missed a boat yet. 
So I just want to let everybody know if you have invested in the coins and cryptos and stuff like that, I can't get into too much details about it. But if you don't, you haven't missed a boat yet. You're at the very beginning of it. It's a long-term play. But do your homework because the money you put in, you could lose. So be okay to know with that and don't be emotional about it because how volatile it is. But the technology is the future. Start researching what companies and what industries are backing in that and also get in investing in those companies that are making the structure of the crypto as well. And then also make sure that you're using the correct platform. Every platform is not the same. So certain platforms, you may be investing in it, but you don't have ownership in it. Some of it is you can transfer it. So make sure you're on a platform that also has customer service. I'm not going to say a name. I know everybody likes a quick service of a platform because you can put a dollar in it, but that platform doesn't have customer service where other firms or platforms, you can call somebody 24 seven and answer your questions instead of just emailing you and then get back to you in four days. And I'm pretty sure you guys know without saying names, what platform that is. Right. So it's the Bitcoin is it technology. I agree with it. I would say, for example, my, for my clientele that I'm doing with it, we're doing about somewhere between one and 5% of their portfolio. Mm. So is this something if, uh, if, if a client came to you or wanted to be a client of yours, then you would be able to advise them on like directly? I know you can't necessarily give out details now, but if they came to you personally after the show and said, hey, I would like to be one of your clients, is this something that you do? So this is something our industry is advancing. A lot of our industry is not ahead. This is something that I can will do a session. I have talked to clients about what to do. So that's something they can reach out to myself or Jeffrey about and walk them through the process. Because I want to say that Terry just posted something recently where he said that uh, one of the local stores is now accepting Bitcoin as payments. Mm. That machine Correct. is Bitcoin as payments. So, oh, Terry, yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that post. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's coming, it's, it's coming mainstream. Start doing your research. Figure out what's legitimate and what's not noise. Just because you see it on YouTube don't mean it. I could be on, I can go to YouTube right now and say I do ACL surgery, never done an ACL surgery. And you might, because I have a million views, you think I'm good at it. That's what I mean. With, like, there's nothing wrong with watching that content, but you, like, the, remember back in the 90s where everyone used to go to Bathroom Wall, you see all the graffiti and all the names on that? That's the internet today. Because everybody can throw whatever information up there. You don't know how to vet it. You just think, well, he got a million views or she got five million views. It must be credible. But they never did a day. They don't have a business about it. They just look pretty and they had great editing and people watched it. Hey right, man, I say the man, I say the same thing, man. I be telling people all the time, like, man, don't believe the hype with people with these workout people on Instagram. Cause them five squats they did for that little video, you best believe that's the only five squats they did. Cause if you ain't sweating doing all that in the video, but uh, but nah, man, um, you know, like Terry was saying about how the uh, you know, if there's a store here that's taking crypto, what's crazy is this was about maybe three or four years ago. I was out in uh in Long Beach, and I was out there with uh, Chris for uh, what is it? It's some uh, some fest or something they had out there, man. Oh, some, I know some, what you're talking about. That, but uh, oh, complex, man, we, complex fest. You was there for yeah, complex? Yep, yeah, complex. Yep. That's what it was. Complex con. This was like three or four years ago, and they was already taking like crypto. They was taking Bitcoin and everything, like the vendors outside, the food vendor, food trucks, everything. They were like, "Yeah, we taking Bitcoin. If you have Bitcoin, we'll take it." And I remember even back then, and that's the crazy part, like you said, you know, people are seeing Bitcoin now at the price that it is. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's I mean, to me, you know, having if you own one Bitcoin and right now it's 40 some thousand, I think. Uh, but 
like you said, it, it really is just the start of it. I think Bitcoin's gonna get a whole lot higher. Uh, but it's crazy to think that even back then, because I remember somebody was telling me to invest in it, invest in it. And I remember one of the uh, events that was going on there, I think it was like Nipsey Hustle mm. and uh, a couple other people. We went and watched them speak. And that's what they were talking about. Like, man, you know, they were like, you know, it, it, it's a good time to get into crypto, but definitely do your research, you know. And that's one good thing I like about it. When, you know, a lot of people out there, they tell you, just like you said, Don, like, you know, do your research before you do this. Don't just jump in it because other people are saying it. Right. You know, but they was like, yeah, we in it, we in it heavy, but do your research. You know, don't jump in it because I tell you, do your research. So, yeah, I mean, today, yeah. like everything's pretty much digital. How often do we actually touch money? Like if I today I just pay somebody to work for me, cash app, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I very seldom touch money. It's just all through the cards, all through the computer. Said yeah. pay this online, pay that online. Like. I can't tell you the how I really don't carry cash. I was saying, I don't so I never physically really see it. Cash. It's just numbers on a computer or in my phone. Yeah, never had cash to carry. Hey, hey, so Jeffrey. Mostly, so, so, yeah, so for Bitcoin guys, just for, for your audience, more so look at it as a digital gold. That's yep. more so where it's going at. Don't look at it as replacing the dollar. It's not it's um, about yep. to replace the dollar. I know that people's like, oh, it's racing currency because it's not. Or you know, regulated by government, it's more so to replace gold. That's what that's why Bitcoin is so high. It's not a currency. Otherwise, no one's got the fifty-seven thousand to put down one coin right now. So it's yeah, more yeah. so the value of a code to build up value in the wealth. That's more so the where it's going with that. Let me say fifty-seven thousand for one coin. Yeah, it's it's up there right now. It might be. Uh, let me see. Damn, fifty-seven thousand one coin. Hey, hey, Jeffrey, man, with, with you being the young gunner, and you're trying to educate people about this, do you find it? a little difficult for people yeah, to gravitate towards you because you know people are like oh man you 19 what do you what do you know about this type of stuff do you find it difficult do you have any struggles or anything with trying to educate people um it can get difficult for sure because of my age um like you said i'm 19 if i was talking to a 45 year old married couple who's two times older than me why would i why would they even listen to me or even entertain a conversation about their financial issues right they'd probably think hey He's young. He don't know anything. But the re the way I counter that is by knowing my stuff. Like mm. the back of my hand. I know I got to know the whole book. You give me a book, I'm going to know the, each word. You give me a song, I'm going to know the whole lyrics. So me knowing what I know now and explaining that to them and intriguing them to a certain degree where they're like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. That right there is what gets them to listen to me. So I've definitely encountered a lot of that already. Um, but I handle it pretty well. I handle the negativity because for me, it's just, it's as a fueler. I use that as my gas tank to keep pushing. Give me a more reason to help you out, to prove you wrong that, hey, I got the keys. I'm just trying to open the door for you so you can walk through it. No, for real, like the, the thing is, like you said, and then maybe not even so much as negativity, it's just that people can be ignorant to a situation, just not understanding what we don't understand, you know, it confuses us, but by you saying that, I had actually post, posted this today, and there's a group that I'm in, and my cousin posted it. So when they seen your picture, one of the comments was, hey, no shade, not trying to be funny, but why does he look like this is his high school graduation picture, and what can he tell us about financial literacy? Like, is he really a professional? So somebody was like, fair question, and somebody was like, maybe they're just trying to draw your crowd. 
And I got on there and I explained to him, like, you know, actually, fair question, but he is a 19-year-old that just graduated from high school. And his parents taught him at a young age how important it is, you know, about financial stability. And for that, he's going into that. And he has a mentor that's helping him. You know what they said? They was like, that's dope. That makes me want to support it even more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, they was just like, like you said, what can his, that's a high school senior picture. What he going to tell me? But the fact that, you know, like he's learning, it intrigued them. They were proud, like, dope, I'm going to support that. So, yeah, that's, that's why I think it's so important to have both of you guys on her. But it's also really important for people to see Jeffrey doing this at such a young age yes. and trying to educate other people and saying, like, yo, you ain't got to do this at an older age. You can get in this at a young age and still know what you're talking about. So, Jeffrey, man, we really do appreciate but you then, coming on. Go ahead. But then again, not even that. I mean, you know, for Jeffrey to have the humility to, you know what I'm saying, have Don as a mentor as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't have that humility, whether they're young, older, or whatever. You know, know what I'm saying? Everything. People would rather struggle yeah. than to have the humility to say, you know what? Don, Don know what he's doing. And, it, and it's just like Tina was saying, like, I like Jeffrey know what he's doing, but he looked like a high school kid in this picture. I ain't going like, hold on. Like Jeffrey might got something that you could eat with. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> real, man. And that's, you know what I'm saying? For me, hats off to both of y'all. You know, one, Don, for you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Taking the time to take Jeffrey under your wing. And I don't know if you have anyone else, but, you know, I mean, it's more than just it's more than just anyone just getting money. It's about educating, like you guys have said from the get go. It's about, you know, creating creating this wealth for the next generations. And I think you guys, you know, are a perfect example of that, man. And I hope, you know, people that are watching or listening, uh, you know, can really look at this and maybe look at their own life. And, you know, in the area, whether it's in financial or anything else, they could look at that and have some humility to go to someone who who's who's been there done that or go to someone who has more knowledge than them because a lot of people you know they don't they don't have that you know what i'm saying they don't have the humility to do that so mm -hmm. so jeffrey do you do you find it um right now with your friends is this something that you speak to them about do you find it that they're like man ain't nobody getting to all that yeah. or do they have an open ear to what you're saying or i'd say it's like a 75 percent of them look at me like hey they just blow it off 25% of them, they really serious because they know me. Uh, but even stemming from high school, like I told you guys from my picture, as in high school, I had that reputation of I was a hard worker, no matter what I did. If it was basketball, I was coming to freshman year playing varsity all the way up to my senior year. I was, I was, I was that kid when it came to hustling, making money, selling candy. They knew I was hustling out there. So the work ethic for me was always there. And they know that for sure. But they always skeptical because skepticism is, you know, it, it, it can get to you when, you know, when you invest in things and it don't work out. And then all of a sudden you think, oh, it's it's a pyramid scheme or it's not it's too good to be true. So definitely that they don't they don't really like take that first shot with me. But I always speak to them. I always try to plant that seed because I already know. And like my parents tell me, as life comes around, people will, too. They might come in and out of your life, but that door for me will always stay open. Because what I'm trying to do is bigger than just trying to get you on a team and get you to make money. I'm trying to help you, your family, your kids, everyone around you. Because as you know, people like us, we ain't got people like us telling these things. We're always just told, hey, go to school, get some money, and invest. But did they tell you how to invest? Did they tell you how to put your money, where to put your money, and how your money works for you? Those type of things weren't taught us in school. All they teach us is math, science, English, and history. Maybe yeah. some PE. But... When it comes to money, 
that was a foreign language for a lot of people. You get the money, but you don't even know what to do with it. That's why kids my age just go spend it off and half of them just broke. They work a nine to five. They make that $500 check every two weeks. They get $1,000 a week, but they only got about 10 bucks to show for at the end of the month. That right there was a big problem to me. And I want to solve that problem because as an LA, you already know, Uncle Sam takes all our money. So we ain't got time just to sit here and just squander our money away. We got to make our money and save it as best we could. So definitely. You guys all over rethinking our career paths right now. <laughs> I can't <laughs> Listen, when they came to me, first thing his mom said, because you like I said, it's one of my best friends. She was like, Hey, you got a couple uh, time to talk to Jeffrey. I said, watch it. I said, Man, is he selling knives? And she was like, No, no, it's not knives. Cause you know, everybody, yeah. She's like, nothing like that. So he sent me this text message, it was like, Hey, if you just have a second to listen, and it was so fresh, and I was like, Okay, Jeffrey. So I got on there and when I spoke with them, you know, just in maybe, what we talk about, 45 minutes, just in the time that I spoke with them, they opened my eyes and taught me some things where I was just like, sheesh. I said, okay, well, I'm going to send this person to you. I'm going to tell It made me want to share the information, just a little bit that I got in that moment with the people that I know and I love and care about. Because like even this, I said, I wanted them to come on here because I would be selfish not to share what they shared with me. Give them a platform like, like they said, for our people, yeah. everybody, not just our people, but everybody, everybody. Yeah. you know, like, hey, I was blown away. I don't know if I told you at the first time, but bro, I, was, I mean, I was thoroughly impressed. Changing and, lives, y'all. Y'all out here changing lives, bro. That's a big, that's a big goal right there. You guys appreciate the compliment. If I can ask you guys a question and just, uh, you know, you guys can take turns, I guess, answering it. But uh, so I know with a lot of people, right, when it comes to, uh, businesses like yours or, you know, whether they're looking to join your team or whether they're looking to, uh, I guess, hire you guys as, you know, to do maybe some investing for them or, uh, I guess, giving them guidance or whatever you may call it, uh, advice, professional advice or whatever. And uh, what do you guys do to combat uh I guess the issue of everyone wanting that instant gratification. So if they not if, if they not gonna make a dollar right then and there, you know what I'm saying? Because I know it's a difficult thing, right? A lot of people, if they can't see the money coming in their hand the moment they give you fifty dollars, if you can't give them a hundred back right then and there, a lot of people are like, I don't know about this. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to do that. So uh, how do you guys kind of combat that as far as in, in what you do? Hmm. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot I can say, and there's a lot of legal things we can't say. <laughs> um, which one, G? Because you also gave us a two-part question. So, um, you gave us the client side, and you gave us our firm side. Which one would you want me to answer first? I'll try to take um, care of the legal stuff, so Jeffrey doesn't have to touch crossover toes. Okay. Let me let me go with the client side. Okay. So the client side, basically, here's a couple of analogies. Let's say someone has a hundred thousand dollar salary. You got to work all twelve months to get your hundred grand. Yeah. So then there's no instant gratification there. Second, everybody watches. You know, they have their favorite athlete. They've been come. They didn't become MVP off of one game. There's yeah. a lot of practices. There's a lot of nights. A lot of workouts. We all know about the late great Kobe and how he was working. He. There's a difference between making five thousand shots and taking 5,000 shots. When it comes to money, 
Money's going to be the greatest employee you will ever have in your life. It doesn't sleep. It doesn't take vacations. It doesn't eat. It doesn't go to the bathroom. All it says is, if you take care of me, I'll take care of you. So, on a, so from a client side is, as you go to work, put every dollar. I'm going to keep it real simple for our people. Every dollar you put away is an hour you don't have to work in the future. Every $100 you have invested or saved is a day you don't have to work in the future. Mm. Okay. So, okay. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think, uh, Jeff, Jeffrey had hinted on it a little bit uh, when he was talking. He was talking about, you know, people being scared once they invest in something and it doesn't work out. Uh, how do you guys keep people encouraged and to continue investing if once they invest in something, it doesn't work out, but you have something else for them to invest in? How do you keep them encouraged to continue investing? Hmm. Jeffrey, I can take that one if you want me to. All right. Uh, for sure, um, one thing I tell them is the faster money comes to you, the faster you're going to spend it. That's that's first and foremost. So the longer you wait and you let your money grow for you, the better you'll have it, the more you'll have it. I say money equals time. The more time you spend letting that money marinate, just how grandma makes her grandma uh, her good cooking on Sunday morning, and she starts it on Sunday morning, but she don't give it till Monday night. It marinates over time, you know, and it tastes better. Same thing with the money. If you start now and you wait those 10, 20, 30 years, you'll see that cash, that, that money grow for you. But if you just want it now and quick, it's not gonna turn out for you pretty good. It's that's that's the mentality that I'm trying to my age, I'm trying to get out people, my peers. Like I told you, they, they get that money fast and they spend it fast. So when it comes to investing as well, um, it's just choosing the right things, you know, um, watching what you do, where you put your money. Like you said, uh, don't listen to people, certain people like you can't listen to somebody tell you about where to put your money. But they broke it too. It's the blind leading the blind. You got to listen to the right people. Like for Don, he's that person I listen to. My father, he's a person I listen to. He's helped me tremendously with money. Don's just touching up here and there, and he's making me even better. He's polishing that diamond for me. So, uh, sorry, that was a call. Uh, yeah. Threw me off a little bit, but that money. Was, money calling you right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but definitely uh, following role models who's been there and done it. You can't like Kobe. Kobe mimic NJ. People say, oh, he stole from him. You followed the great and you became great. Like the Warren Buffett's, the Bill Gates, the Steve Jobs, they have routines. Those routines people practice and those are what lead to success. So that's something I could definitely tell when it comes to investing is always look for the people who are doing it already and listen to them. I can piggyback on that too, the more just a detailed focus. So, so what we do technically is more so we sit down with someone and we give them a plan. So, for example, so people can understand the concept of, you know, do they like gratification, delayed gratification with the money? When you go to college, you know, you got to do four years. Yeah. yeah. I don't see people saying, I, I'm a freshman, I finished my first year, give my degree. There's a process. So, when it comes to money, it's more so let that buddy, let it work and compound. But then also, too, we put a plan together. So, it's not like, okay, they don't know what they're doing. They know, okay, if I do X, I'm going to get Y. But then more so they understand, okay, it didn't compounding. 
So when it comes to money, the image facing people is remember, imagine you're on top of a mountain, you got a snowball, you roll it down. The longer you, you let that ball roll down and pick up steam, you're going to have a big ball and it's going to turn into an avalanche. Think of that when it comes to building wealth. Most people, if you look at it, it's like, man, how do they have so much money? Most people, the people that get the big sums, like the lotto, they lose all of it because they didn't know how to attain it or keep it or grow it. So people that have money, they learn for discipline, sacrifices, and then compounding and letting it work. And that's why they have it, but then they have more resources. People think it's overnight success. Yeah, over 10 years of overnight success, being disciplined and making sacrifices so I can have what others don't have. Yeah, I mean, I, I say like anything like relationships, right? Mm -hmm. You don't just meet somebody one day and oops, we get married. I mean, you might think it, yeah. but you put that time in, you know, anything. You know, if you go to a restaurant and they mess up your food, you don't just stop going to the restaurant. You give things chances. So when it comes to your money, why wouldn't you put that same energy into, into money. making bread? Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, like making money. I look at it kind of the same way too. You know, if we just go related to like, you know, sports or anything like that too. Like I like to always, uh, you know, like it amazed me all the time to hear Tom Brady about how Tom Brady or LeBron, how much money they spend every year taking care of their body. Mm -hmm. And now we see, you, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you see that translate to the field and on the court, right? Mm -hmm. I think they said Tom Brady spent, and you may know better than me, what, 2.5 million, million or something like that, just, just on taking care of his body. And people are like, man, that's crazy. But the man's in his, what, 24th? 21st season. It'll be going to the first 21st season. 21st season in the league? Come on, man. At 43 years old. And and still playing better than most 27-year-olds. You know what I'm saying? You invest LeBron into yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you invest into yourself. And on top of that, I mean, which is a little bit, hey, by the time we get, 65 we ain't gonna be able to depend on no social security what's social security you know what i mean like and a lot of people don't think like that and even at that age like i see people right now and there's nothing you do what you got to do but do you really think these 65 year olds are standing in walmart want to be doing it yeah. unless they just don't have any no they feel like that's their choice because maybe they didn't have anybody to guide them to make better choices when they were younger so that when they got that age they could afford to live i mean some people are still paycheck to paycheck like yeah. i'm 42 and I wish, and that's why I talked to my child, I wish I would have invested years ago, you know, but I didn't, at that age, my grandmother raised me, you know, none of the stuff was being discussed, no, no importance about credit, none of that, you know, I didn't understand that, but now I'm older, it's like, okay, now I know what's my excuse, I have no excuse, Man. you know, and it's not too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. And to piggyback off of what she was saying, hey, Don, I got a question, man. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> How do we get better at our personal finances? Because she mentioned living from check to check for a lot of people. And, you know, Jeffrey hinted on, you know, a lot of people get money, but they don't know how to save their money. So how do we get better at trying to save our personal finances? Our investment. Our investment. So it's personal. Personal finances is the main thing. It's personal. Um, you need to take it a little bit personal, just like anything else we do personal. We take personal TV shows and all these other stuff and drama and gossip, but we don't take personal what's in our bank account. We need to start looking at our bank account as accountability. People are like, well, how do I get accountability to wealth? You type, you get on your phone. Most people have a phone. You type in your, your bank account. And if you like the amount of money in your bank account, then you keep doing what you're doing. If you don't, you got to make changes. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. That's the fact of that. Because, and another thing and in our community, and in general, in general being closed minded is expensive. Yeah. That's yeah. the number one thing. 
That's she the first thing. You got to open your mind to all the different ways to go your mind. Listen, on the shirt, too. Nah, she's going to put it on the shirt. Hey. You better start like, getting some patterns. Hey. <laughs> hey, that's fine. As long as you license it, and, put, and let me get some royalties. I love residual income, so I got that's you. fine with it. <laughs> I'll make a Shopify and stuff like that. We can we can blast it out. But um, personal yeah. finance so is start treating your your personal finance like a business. You got income, your paycheck, and then you got expenses. What's the net? If you have money over, okay, we have now we have to start growing that profit. If it's fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, how do we scale? Looking at the budget. Some for some things, a lot of you have probably paid your phone bill on time every year. Never missed a payment. Same with cable. Call them up and say, hey, I paid my bill. You have nothing to lose. I've been paying my customer for five years with you guys. T-Mobile got this deal, Verizon. And then your new customer, I see your ads. Can y'all take $10 off my bill? You never know. They might say yes. Call your cable company. Hey, how can the new people get a better deal than your retaining customers? That little bit adds up. Call your yeah. insurance companies. Say, hey, I'm a good driver. I had an accident in 10 years. Can I get another discount for being a good driver and not raising other claims? It's simple stuff like that because most of the time when we call these companies, hey, my stuff is turned off. Y'all charging too much. Or, you know, I got a late payment. It's never, hey, I'm being doing everything. Your best customer, can I get a discount? When you go out to eat, this is what wealthy people do. You can take the book, The, the Millionaire Next Door, asking for discounts. You guys have a sale today. You guys have a discount. Can I get a uh, 10% off today? You'll be surprised how many times you guys get what you get. But have a budget, have a plan. Even if you don't have a professional you're working with yet, I do recommend reaching out with a professional. But that's the basic stuff. You just take it personal and look at it, assess it, write down goals, making sure, you know, learn about credit, learn about, you know, what different ways, making sure that, you know, you're not getting taken advantage from the banks. Just reassess it and start challenging things. They just don't, just don't take it from people, whatever they tell you. Challenge it just like you challenge anything else. Yeah. That's, that's true. You know, it's all about sacrifice. I, mm-hmm. I have a friend that uh, um, from Michigan, and he said, I want to say, sixteen from the time he was sixteen to twenty four, right? He didn't eat out one time, no restaurants, right? Everything's at home. Didn't go to no movies, nothing extracurricular. All his money was only for needs, right? By the time he was twenty four, he was able to retire himself and his mom and invest money. And I've told people that before. They was like, but dang, he missed out on some of the best years of his life because of college. I said, how? Those memories could still be made. He sacrificed those eight years. You know, 24, you can retire yourself and your mom. Like, but people aren't willing to make the sacrifices at that moment. They look at, like Jeffrey said, they don't think about shit. Most people can't get past today. More or less think about what they're going to do in 10 years from now. Yeah. yeah. I was, you know? That's I was, why it's 1%, Chris. That's why it's the 1%. Not everybody's willing to go to the side. Everybody wants the glory, but they don't want to do the story. Hey, Don, I think another big part too, man. Uh, you know, you 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 kind of insinuated to it, but I think a lot of people, man, don't don't know how to live uh, you know, below their means, right? They don't know how to they don't know how to live at they means or sacrifice, you know, and that's kind of the part you was talking about sacrificing. They don't know how to sacrifice to live below they mean and 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 not even necessarily that. And when I think about it, man, I think of people like uh like a Mark Zuckerberg or uh who was the uh the dude uh 
not Bill Gates, but uh, the yeah, Apple Gates, Cuban. Oh, Jobs. Yeah, where he just, you know, every day they wore like the same outfit, mm. right? Like a t-shirt, right, t-shirt and jeans. Yeah, and it's like, uh, like you look at them. And they that, the yeah, they, they, but they some of the richest people in the world. But yet you got people that ain't nowhere close to that. That I still kind of put all this money into all these material things. Got to look the part. Yeah, Uh-oh, because they were going. I'm about to hurt somebody. You about, about to get that. me in trouble, dog. We got talking about that. We got talking about that. We got talking about that. I fel't like shaking. No, no, no. 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 No, in certain communities that invest their money. Come on. Our, I can say because I'm from that community growing up. Our community is not known for any of those three. Our community is known for buying liabilities in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And we have to change that mindset. Yeah. A lot of us buy, you can go, you can go different groups. I guarantee you more people have more money in their closet instead of their accounts. <laughs> a lot of people be a lot of people be excited, man. I got 25 pairs of J's. Well, how many Nike stock do you have? Exactly. None. I buy the Gucci belt. You got the Gucci stock company shares. And I got a Mercedes, got a BMW. You're paying them $500 on a car payment every month. How much stock do you have? You can't just, you can't be hustling backwards. You need to own shares in every company that gets money from you on a monthly basis. I need some of that back. Mm. If you buy a bunch of stuff on Amazon Prime and you don't own a little bit of Amazon, you you hustling backwards. You just giving your money away and not because the millions of people are buying Amazon today too. I for example, I got a, I got Apple iPhone stuff like that. I love when people buy new new iPhones every year. Y'all pay my bills off the off the residual, the dividends. I let everybody else pay my bills. I own a bunch of because I know every two weeks people are gonna go in the sneaker app and go. Oh, I I didn't get in. And you see it on Twitter. I didn't get in. All the people that did get in. Thank you for my check every quarter. Keep buying shoes because you don't have ownership. We're hustling backwards as a community. We need to start yeah. taking ownership and things. If we pay, if you get my dollar, I'm getting a share of it back. I'm gonna put some skin in the game. That's why mm-hmm. we talked. We talked about it. Our community don't go around a monopoly board collecting 200, not investing anything. But we give everybody our money. There's a reason why in the black community, the money when we get paid it circulates two days, where other communities the money circulates for 10 to 14 days. Yeah. I, I was just about to say that I had read up on it. They said the Asian communities it's 28 days. They said 19 days in the Jewish community. They said 17 days in the white community, and they didn't even give us days. They said six hours. Damn. Yep. The black community. They said six hours. Yep. So that in itself. It's crazy. And it, and it's all in like I said. Uh, I was I put on uh, the other day. I was like, success is relative and to what you value. What we put, what we place value on, you know, and don't get me wrong. Like I'll be the first, they'll tell you, like, I love my Louis, you know, I like, I like Gucci and stuff. Like I like those things. I ain't got no Louis or Gucci. There's nothing nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But here's However, however, (laughs) I do, (laughs) however, (laughs) I do understand the importance of financial stability. I didn't always know. And I do know. And I told myself, this may not be nothing to y'all, 
but I told myself I wasn't buying a pair of Jordans in 2021. Like I'm a like I love Jays, but that was something that I told myself. Like this is ridiculous. I got X amount of Jays sitting at the crib, right? Don said thank you. Right. <laughs> but for one, it was COVID. Where am I going? Why I keep buying Jays and I ain't even wore the temper that I got before then? Why am I still buying more? Why do I continuously keep making Michael Jordan rich? Like, and what is Don. that doing for me? And Don. Like, <laughs> and that was before I even talked to you guys. That was just something that I told myself. Like, come on, Christina. Like, you got, like, you, come on, you tripping. Like, for real. Like, get it together. Because at the end of the day, it's like, how am I going to teach my, my children, which they're adults now, you know, the importance of financial stability. And I ain't even following myself. Just because I got it don't mean that I have to spend it. I need mm-hmm. to invest it. Yeah, that's true. So, hold on. We're going to take a quick pause in the break, real quick. Uh, anybody out there who's an aspiring artist, spoken word, anybody who needs studio time, make sure you stop by Truth Recording Studios. It's located at 340 East New Circle Road, Suite 120, Lexington, Kentucky, 40505. They have great recording equipment here. Chrissy J gets in the studio. She's drop, about to drop an album here pretty soon. Chrissy J knows. JT's going to do background <laughs> vocals. He might even do a little dancing in the background. You know, they're going to do their little new addition thing. But if you want to uh, get into the recording booth. My name is Chrissy J. What is on the way? Go ahead. Keep That's, going. That's all you got. I can't get out. But yeah, if you, if you want to get in the booth, make sure you come to Truth Recording at 340 East New Circle Road, Suite 120, Lexington, Kentucky. 40505. Go ahead, Chrissy. Yes, I'm not sure what I just had a question for Don, which I don't know. You mind ha- me asking how old you are? He said he had a two. In how old do you think I am? I did. I know you I did dig it away. Damn. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say 28. I'm 28. That's what I was going to say. 29. I'll be 30 in June. That's what we okay. said, man. 29. Yeah. You'll be 30 in June. <laughs> Ooh, you a Gemini? <laughs> yes, I love it. I don't know why the Gem- Gemini is the coldest on the planet because we may, you know you're gonna get even keep it with you may 31st because, i'm right there with you right there with you because they're bipolar bipolar no because we we don't we don't take bs <laughs> and we can stop bs real quick that's why that's what people call it bs because we a lot of people be playing we sniff that out we don't play games like that so it's like you, if we, you told the reason why people call us bipolar is if we know you full of bs we ain't gonna f with you so you gonna get like versus someone that we cool with we know you real you're going to get the different side of us. But if we know you're not real about that, if you, or there's something funky or shady about you, we just going to, you're going to like, nah. That's nah, why y'all people just, don't nah, go, y'all just be extra. Because I sent a group <laughs> message last week. So he said, how was the show? I was like, man, it was great. But you know, we cray cray. I mean, we know we cuckoo, like cuckoo. He was like, oh, yeah, okay. I was like, crazy. <laughs> like, he said, I'm not good without me. I'm like, no, I'm saying, me and nah, we crazy. Now, nah, listen, like, crazy. listen, because she likes to crack jokes all the time. <laughs> but I didn't even take it that way. I was just like, all right, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But, nah. Uh, uh, anyway, back to my question. <laughs> You've been in the game for a minute now, right? And I don't yeah. know what actually, I can't remember what got you started, but what would you tell your younger self? Maybe like starting in high school that maybe you didn't know or that would make you maybe change how early? I mean, how early? How early? How early you started? Um. Well, let me give you I the backstory for that because I had to go. I turned six. I turned eighteen before I even turned eighteen. So let me give you the backstory to answer that question and then tell you a little bit what I would change different than what I already did. So it was two weeks before high school junior uh junior year my dad had a heart attack in the house after baseball practice i was home 
lost a man, lost a grass. He was still alive when the ambulance came. So he passed away two weeks from high school. Then, yeah. so I had, we had a funeral, lost the income. Mom got laid off in nurse 2008, 2007. So we lost two incomes, a parent. We had to use the, we didn't have any life insurance. You couldn't qualify. And there was no GoFundMe there, but don't get me started on that because that's a whole nother subject. But <laughs> that made the important scene when my parent, my mom had to go through losing two incomes, a household, paint, and losing my college fund because the college fund paid for the funeral. So that was on. And then the 401k got depleted because we needed an income to live. So seeing that, I was like, I don't want, I don't want anyone else to go through this. And then not being able to play baseball anymore, I was like, I can't get a job. I was like, I need to make something. So that's why I went into entrepreneurship and then learning about money, teaching them to make sure that our family doesn't go through what we went through. But I want other people to go through that trauma. Unfortunately, last year got came about. I got in the industry to prevent what happened last year, but you're not expecting a pandemic, but recession proof. So the only thing I would do different because I started, you know, saving and looking for that is I would have when Netflix and everything was ten, twenty dollars after two thousand eight, I would have loaded up. That's the only thing I would have did. I would have bought Apple much sooner. I would have bought Tesla more sooner. That's yeah. one thing I would have bought all those companies much sooner. I would be really wealthy compared to where I'm at now. Right. Do, do you, I'm sorry, it's my last question. No, Next go. So, and I say this because how important, okay, as far as you being an entrepreneur, what mm -hmm. would you tell someone that's like, well, no, I need to go finish college first before I get started? Like, in your just, just your opinion. How important do you think that having a degree is into getting into the industry of what you're doing? Or would you tell somebody, hey, if you can get into it right now, go straight forward or get your degree first? Ooh, this is going to be controversial, too. <laughs> this is going to be controversial, too. So I'm a college dropout. I was so I was only in school to play ball. And once you can't play ball anymore, I was like, ah. Uh, so I was studying history just so I can play ball because I'm good at history. You can watch Netflix. I mean, you can watch YouTube. You can read a book. You can get the cliff notes. History was easy for me. You write a paper, you get an A. So I can focus on playing baseball. Once baseball stopped, it's like, all right, I'm not going to be a teacher. Let me go figure out something else. So I started learning about business, and then I started calculating. Okay, if I get, you need a bachelor's, you need a master's to be competitive. It's in, after, it's, you know, it's 2011, 2012. I'm like, I'm going to be 200 grand and old because you don't pay interest while you're in school. So, by the, so you may take out 170, 160, but by the time you start paying on it, it's at 200. I'm like, there's nothing. I'm in California. Ain't nothing going to pay that. There's only one, one side of the bracket, entrepreneurship. Now, if someone asked me what I would do different, I would have probably stopped where I was at, and I would probably go to community and go to HBU for the networking and the experience. Okay. But that's what I would do different for school. But for our industry... Depends on where you're at. Some companies say more so you need a degree. Our company, we're different. We're revolutionizing the way people do money. So for me, you know, I interviewed Jeffrey. So Jeffrey was, even though he was 19, he came highly re re uh, referred because of the work ethic. But the guy, he doesn't act 19. So I was like, you know what? I got, someone looked, gave me an opportunity. I was lost when I came in the industry. I was... My uncles and were basically said, if we if you were messing up, we were going to come pick you up and take you in the military, put you in the mm -hmm. Navy to make sure you're not a stat. But there's like, you proud because you didn't, you whatever. I didn't want to be a stat. I didn't want to be a, a black male that lost his father's stat. So I was like, I have to be successful, but I want to make an impact. I want to be control my income and my time. There's only a few places that allow you to do that. 
So if you're if you want to be entrepreneurial in school right now, if your degree needs you to make money or to do that, because you don't need to quit one or the other, you can do both. But a lot of people have to put in the discipline. It's a lot of work to put entrepreneurship. But the one thing I love about entrepreneurship is, as a job, there's only there's a limitation. In entrepreneurship, you work hard, very hard. You're very you're overworked and underpaid the first couple of years, but then it becomes where you're underworked and massively overpaid the rest of your life. So I'm at a point now, an entrepreneur, my residual income is someone's salary. So whether I get out of bed, everything's covered on top of that. So last, and then also too, are you got to make sure you're in an industry that's also recession proof, mm. depression proof, and now pandemic proof. Our industry was the pandemic. We weren't in a pandemic. We're in the money business and we're also in the so that's why I attracted Jeffrey. He's like, hey, everything's closed down. What industry is making bread? But then also, you, everyone can Google this while they're looking at it. What industry has created the most millionaires? The financial industry. And I was like, shoot, there's not enough millionaires over there. We need some brothers and sisters in that. All right, I'm going to go get some of that. You're telling me it's a $100 trillion industry, and, we're, and we keep chasing. There's only 15 slots on a basketball team. Everybody can't get a music, a music deal. Why don't we put some brothers and sisters in the money industry so we can start our own black banks, so we can start yeah. giving people loans, so we can open black businesses? The reason why, like you said, the money in the black industry on the uh, black community lasted six hours is when we get paid, how many black businesses are local? And another thing that I've been telling people or I see on social media, support black businesses. Support black no, stop saying support black businesses. Shop black businesses. We've been yeah. supporting them, but we haven't been shopping our black businesses. It's time to support with shopping. Black businesses need us to shop there. I don't care if it's $50. People don't understand why the black businesses are expensive. So expensive because they don't understand the dynamics. Black businesses don't have the access to materials that other communities do. So we, so a black business owner is going to get charged higher for materials than someone is of other culture has connections. So if we buy them and they get more capital, that business owner will then now have access to negotiate better deals that will bring their costs down. They're not trying to charge us higher because they're just trying to. It's because that's how they can make a profit because they're getting screwed on the distribution of their products and the inventory because they're black, because there's no other black warehouses. The system is stacked against them. So if we're shopping there and giving them funding, they can now have power to go negotiate to give better costs on their inventory. But a lot of people don't think that if I'm going to go to Gucci, if I pay $50 black, I might as well go to Gucci. But Gucci has distribution that black ownership doesn't have. That's the problem. We don't have the infrastructure. So if we don't support by shopping, we don't have the funds and the capital to do so, to bring down those costs. So we have so for upfront, we have to make that sacrifice and paying those higher costs so we can build the infrastructure. You can't just say, well, they it's too high or they, they you know, we stopped asking black businesses for discounts. Saying, what can we do? How many people do you need me to shop here? Do not ask black business for discount. Ask Gucci and Prada for some discounts. Because we're making money, we're putting them in the videos, free advertising. Run us our money back. Mm. For sure. What you said, recession-proof, depression-proof, and what else? Pandemic-proof. Pandemic-proof. Okay. Pandemic-proof. That's the financial industry. Yeah. Just get my shirt ready. She's putting that on the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Black people, we need to, oh, we need to be recession-proof, depression-proof, and pandemic-proof. Pandemic Man, listen. Hey, hey, Jeffrey, man, I got a question. Uh, how has this industry helped you grow mentally? Mm. Tremendously. It it is um 
like you said, I'm 19, but honestly, in my opinion and people around me, I think like I'm 25, 26. I'm already ahead of the game. Um, mentally has prepared me for the worst of the worst and the best of the best. Um, like I told you, I'm 19. It's preparing me for the no's. I've gotten no's a lot in my life, but I'm not getting as many no's now I'm getting because I have to be strong and mentally strong to keep pursuing the people who keep rejecting me. Because as you know, I'm trying to talk to you. It was you guys. I'm trying to talk to you guys and you guys say, oh, he's a kid. I'm going to have to overcome that. I can't just turtle up and be like, oh, it's, it sucks now. They don't want to talk to me. I got to keep pursuing and be like, hey, I'm a kid, but this kid is smart. This kid knows what he knows. This kid knows more information than that 55-year-old sitting right next to you who is a six-figure earner. <laughs> but um, definitely it's mentally preparing me for um, – the no's, the yeses, and it's growing you. It's planting that seed inside of me, and I'm watering it every single day. I'm making that tree blossom, but it's going to take time for sure. Uh, things don't happen overnight. It's 10 years of success is what I live by. And if I know if I see a goal, even though, like you said, the money's not there in my hands, I can't see it yet. But that tunnel, I see the money at the end of the tunnel. I'm just walking that tunnel right now, and I'm taking it each step by step. That's where it's meant to prepare me for. And if I can do that here, it carries over to everything I do. Working out, investing, dealing with my, my personal relationships, dealing with my parents. It, it carries over to a lot of things, not just financial services. So mentally, it's, it's, it's great. It's really growing me as a man and to become a better person than I was yesterday. Hey, man, if age ain't nothing but a number was a person. Yeah, that's, that's Debra, man. <laughs> that's you, Jeffrey. That's Jeffrey. Uh, yeah, I just got one last thing I want to ask you guys, because I know a lot of people, um, a lot of people struggle with this. Right. So when it comes to investing their money, you know, a, a lot of people struggle with whether to whether to leave their money in their 401k with their with the company that they work for or taking it out uh personally I, i'm looking at don don's like i ain't gonna give you that advice you right? <laughs> gonna throw some coins over here <laughs> but uh you know but i know a lot of people struggle with that and uh you know and i guess it's more of a personal thing you know what i'm saying uh you know for me I kind of know a little bit about it. So I know, you know, your company you work for, depending on who you work for, they're going to play it safe, right? Cause they're going to diversify very, very uh, safely, right? They're not going to really be too aggressive, uh, but they're going to make that money grow for them because of all the people they have investing for them. So that, but, um, and your money's going to grow, but it's going to grow at, you know, probably not the increment that you want it to grow at. So, uh, what would be y'all's take on it? All right. So everybody's got their pen and paper ready. Yep. All right. So Call here's the me. first thing. <laughs> no, because I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a ton of value here right now. So obviously you can work with a professional stuff like that. That's what a lot of people say. I'm gonna give you the, the real deal. Like just I keep on it with everybody. Here's the question I'm gonna start you guys off with, and then I'm gonna explain it. What percentage of your money invested is not attached to your employer or the government? Mm. Yep. That's the first thing. Okay. Because if, if it's attached to the government, they can, the IRS can charge whatever they want on it at any time, either mm. locally, statewide, or federally. So if your investment's attached to that, 
how much because then you're thinking well i got a million dollars in account what but i got to pay taxes so you don't have a million dollars you have a million dollars for you and miss irs second thing is in your employer what's the first thing that companies do when profits are down or they they they're in the red last year what's the first two things they cut yeah baby. benefits and people yeah so if your money's all your money that you're saving for yourself is controlled by your employer something if the company does bad they can change your benefits for less or worse that helps the profit their red their profit line not what helps their employees because it's company first then the employees so if all your money is being controlled by one of those two things you have no control on your money so I always tell people there's nothing wrong with doing a 401k 401k is a piece of the puzzle it's just more so figuring out what's right. But I always ask people, what percentage of your money is attached to one of those two? If, uh, if it's 100%, you're in trouble because you're letting two different corporations take care of it. Either the government's telling you how much of it is theirs or the employer's telling you how good or how bad or, we, hey, you know, what, we have to lay people off. Yeah. So everyone's always talking about benefits, benefits. The best benefit is you make your own money, you buy your own benefits. You don't need a job to give you benefits. You've been tricked. Oh, I need to have job great benefits. But if you're making 20 grand a month, I'll buy whatever benefits I want. It doesn't yeah. matter. But it's more so. So that's the first thing. And then, so just to understand that, the 401k investing. I'm going to drop another clue. Look at the history of the 401k. The 401k, when it first came out, was not intended for employees. It wasn't created for you. It came out in the 70s and 80s. It's 2021. So imagine something coming up. Imagine still using phones from the 70s and 80s in 2021. And thinking there's nothing else better around. Yeah. The 401k was originally for high earning executives so they can get a tax write off. It wasn't mm -hmm. their employee. Corporations got slick and said, you know what? Instead of paying these people 40 year salary plus a 40 year pension, let's pay them a salary and give them a match and let them take responsible for retirement. That means we'll have more profits. That I'm telling that's why you have to understand if you understand the money game and the tax game, you're gonna get wealthy. That's why people don't like talking about money because it's uncomfortable. I tell people all the time, I speak two and a half, two and a quarter languages. I speak the, I speak English, I speak money, and I speak a little bit espanol. Those are my <laughs> languages. <laughs> so that's why we don't like talking about money because one, everybody every but the first thing to do is everybody's in everybody's pocket still. I, yeah. I, be in your own pocket. Don't worry about what so-and-so is donating. Don't say, well, you should do this. What are you doing with your money? Don't worry about what's going on in the White House. Worry about what's going on in your house. Mm -hmm. Now, when I don't, I'm not saying don't pay attention to what the BS is going on by locally, federally. So be engaged with that because everything that's passed affects your pocketbooks. But don't be consuming it all day, worrying about what's going on. He says, he say, worry about what's in your house. If you're making <laughs> profits, you can put yourself in positions to influence what maybe happens in the White House. Yeah. Y'all do listen to he said, she said. Yeah, do, do listen yeah, to he do, said, yeah, she do, said. Yeah, that part that Don said, <laughs> yeah. listen to he said, she, she said. said listen, listen oh, to I, didn't, I didn't even know yeah. I dropped the clue. No, I'm, that. I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. You listen to all that, but not the last one, y'all. Hey, no pun intended. Listen, this is the only thing. Oh, we, we appreciate you guys uh, coming through, kicking it with us. Uh, Mr. Jeffrey, let everybody know if they want to get in contact with you, get some, you know, throw some coins your way, get some advice. How can they get in touch with you? Uh, definitely get my number down. Um, I don't know if you guys could post it up anywhere or anything. But you, your number out you, to the you world? Want, you, want, you want the number you up want there? The number out? Hey, listen. Uh, if, if, I hope you got a bad phone. 
I got a backup <laughs> plan, but if it'll help me reach more people and help them out, yeah, I'm all for it. Okay. Um, okay. It's 818-4066. <laughs> but uh, if any other business inquires, definitely email me at jeffreyowens2020 at gmail.com. That's a J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, not E-R-Y. Because I know a lot of people get that mixed up. Hey, man, there you go. That's how you can get in contact. Hey, hold on. Let me say this real quick. Any young women watching right now, don't be coming in this inbox being thirsty because you know he's making a little coin right now. Don't be in there being thirsty and whatnot. He already got a girl. Like, he, yeah, this, this ain't about that. This ain't for that. This, this ain't for that. But anyways, Mr. Dom, let people know where to get in contact with you at. Okay, so there's two ways you guys can get in contact with me. You can go on the Instagram at the wealth surgeon. Just DM me wealth in my uh, message me DM wealth, um, and then I'll get in contact with you. I also have a calendar in my bio, or you guys can text my bat phone um, eight one eight. <laughs> yeah, so you got to have a you got to have a business phone and a family phone to keep them separated. So the bat phone is eight one eight two seven five seven five six zero. It's text only. So text wealth to eight one eight. Two seven five seven five six zero, either that or Instagram, and then we'll be in touch with you. Either myself, Jeffrey, or one of my partners, we'll sit down with you. Everything that we do is complimentary. I don't care if you're negative a million or you're plus a million. We'll sit down with you. We'll give you the play, and we tell you how the rules and win the money game. That's what's up, man. It's been so informative. It, it has like, been. Seriously. And we have Al Strong uh, got the comment down there. He says, "Man, he's dropping jewels. I'm in the finance industry, so I understand the value of what he's saying." I hope y'all are taking notes. I'm pretty sure Al was taking notes. So like Chrissy just said, man, what y'all been, you know, very informative today with educating, not just us, but, you know, people tuning in as well. So we appreciate you guys so much for coming on here. It was crazy as y'all, y'all only dropped a, a little hey, bit. It, it, wasn't even a, it wasn't even I'm a very so much. Hey, it was, like yeah. For real, like they only gave y'all Maybe 2% of what they gave me in 45 minutes. Uh, it's not even 2% for real. Mm -hmm. I, hey, there's so much to cover, you guys. So we're definitely, Jeffrey or myself, are definitely open. If you guys want to do, we'll do a Q&A with folks. Or we even set up a virtual where we can all get on people at this Q&A. We just want to give people education. Education is free. Just like they say, time is free. So why are you paying $30,000 for some time? So same thing yeah. with the money. It doesn't. It's the same thing. So we'll, we'll, we're open. We're a wealth knowledge. We're education first company. We don't nickel and dime people. We give ed education free. We'll give you, we'll answer your questions. There's not no charge per question. So if you guys want us to come back on, I know April is literacy month. We're doing free workshops. Jeffrey's doing a free workshop. So let us know. We'll get it out. However you guys want to help the show in the community, just let us know. We'll, we'll free reinforce for you guys. Hey, man, we, we, appreciate, we, we, we appreciate that. Uh, you, Chrissy got y'all information. So we'll definitely get in contact mm -hmm. with you guys about doing a Q&A to, to educate more people on this type of thing. And, Man. man, Jeffrey be texting me that, hey, Miss Chris, thank you for today. You got, you got them numbers you were talking about? Now, Jeffrey said, Jeffrey said, I could have sworn her to say, throw me your cash app. I take Venmo and PayPal, so. Anyway, and them, them jewels you dropped tonight. Uh, man, but, but again, we thank you guys so much for, for coming on here. And not, like I said, not just educating us, but educating some people who are watching as well. 
And for people who might watch this later on, you know, getting a whole bunch of jewels from you guys. So we can't thank you enough. And like I said, Chrissy will get in contact with you guys to set up a QA. Uh, everybody watching right now, if you want to watch previous episodes, you can always go to the YouTube channel. He said, she said, talk. If you may not have enough time to sit down and watch the show, you can listen to it on all major podcast streaming platforms like Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Pandora, Pandora. Uh, Google Play Store, uh, Roku. Uh, Roku, Apple Podcasts. We all over the place, so there's no reason why you can't tune in and listen to the show as well. Again, Jeffrey and Dom, thank you guys for your uh, coming on here. We get ready to get on the fire. JT, you got something you want to say? Nah, man, same thing as always. I appreciate y'all coming on, providing value to our platform, uh, and we'll definitely be in contact with you guys. Uh, love what y'all doing, man. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, thank you. And we all over the place, but we always in the right place. That's what we bars today. Everybody got bars today. Everybody got bars no, except for us. Man. Like, no, seriously, like this this was a shared. This is a lot, you know, yeah. as far as today's a lot of times like we wish we would have got it on sooner to be able to put the information out there. But mm -hmm. I'll share the uh, link with you guys so that you may share it on your page or whatever, and people can come back and watch. But, like, much, much appreciated. I hope you guys enjoyed it and oh. got a out of it as we, we did. We loved it. Yeah. So. Everybody, everybody watching this show right now, helps help support these guys because they're getting, you know, they're bringing people on. Share it. Send it to everybody. Everybody uses money. So give yeah. it to everybody. Hey, watch this. Support this, 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 this show. They're bringing on Black entrepreneurs. They're bringing in great people right now. Right now, with the STEMI and all that stuff going on, as the economy opens, this is a great one. Like, share, subscribe, support these people, man. We, you know, it's all love. Appreciate you guys coming out there. We're glad we can support. That was a question, too. That was, that was a question. question. Somebody was a question. said, hey, ask him how we can invest our STEMI. Let me pull it up real quick before right we get there. out of here. Uh, it's right there. Uh, there, there it is. That's Terry Dumper said it. What is some great financial advice or investments for all the people getting their STEMIs? You guys want to answer that real quick before we get out of here? So I don't know their personal situation, but obviously you can, you know, look at something that is long-term that's going to pay you. Don't try to do the quick money. Um, be able to invest in something that you're okay with losing, if that's what it is. But overall, if you want the full scale, I know you can do it in 30 seconds. Holler at me or Jeffrey. We'll tell you all the different ways you can do for business-wise, also money-wise. That's all that you got to take advantage of. Is that it right there? There it is. Hey, Let's, live it like you love it or leave it alone. And we get ready to get up out here. And as always, I want you to treat somebody how you want somebody to treat your mama. And we up at this thing, man. Peace. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. See you.